Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nadarim daf Samach Today we are beginning from the ninth parak of Masechah Nadarim. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and honor his wife and ch- children. And now there's one more child, Mazel on the birth of a baby boy to uh, Dr. David Lander and, uh, and also the Zechon Nishmas's mother, Goldaba Simcha Aleha Shalom. Also sponsored by Yal and Yosef Gurvich in appreciation of the children's Rebbeim and Morot. And also by Avi and Esti Goldstein and family, the Zechon Nishmas, their beloved son, Zachary Goldstein, my beloved Talmud, Chaim Tzvi Ben Avraham, his father. Our fourth yard site is today. His neshama shev and aliyah from the zechus of all of his learning and all the mitzvahs and meisim tovim that his family and friends continue to do in his memory. So uh, we are holding at the beginning uh, of the ninth parak of the mesechta. The mishnah is going to talk about the idea of being poseach in a uh, neder, that in, to finding a pesach in a neder in order to undo the neder. So we're going to talk about being poseach with kvod of the emo. Had you known that would have been would have been such a bizayon to your parents that you would take a neder, would you have ever taken such a neder? So is that a valid Pesach to a neder? We're also going to talk in the Mishnah about being Pesach Benolad, something that wasn't yet there at the time of the neder. So can we say, had you known that, if it's something that didn't exist yet at the time of the neder, something that only developed later on? And then the Gemara is going to have two opinions. The Mishnah has this line of Imkain Ein Nedarim, that if you take things to a certain extent, then Ein Nedarim. So what exactly does that line mean? Imkain ein nedarim. So we're going to have two shitos, Abaye and Rava, and the Gemara is going to explain how each shita fits into our Mishnah. Then the Gemara is going to discuss why it is that releasing Moshe Rabbeinu of the neder to remain with Yisro isn't considered nolad. That apparently he was released of the neder. That the people who want you dead are, 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 not, are, are now themselves dead, and therefore uh, you're released of this neder. Why isn't that nolad? At the time that Moshe Rabbeinu took the neder, they were not dead. So why isn't that uh, an example? of being Posech Benolad, and that's going to lead us into a discussion about all of those who, even while they are alive, are chashuvim kemesim, are considered to be uh, mesim. So, Hashem, that is the last topic on today's daf. So let's begin. So just as, a, uh, as an introduction to the, uh, to the Mishnah and to this parak, really, the Torah tells us that there is an Isra of lo yachel dvaro, a person takes a neder, he can't uh, make his dvarim into chulin, he can't go against that which he said, and uh, we darshan that... Uh, that while he's not able to take his nether and undo it and turn it into chulin, other people can make that happen to him, to can take his nether and make it no longer binding. So if a person has charata on his nether and he finds a pesach for the nether, meaning some topic, some idea that, uh, that, that, that uh, he wasn't thinking of at the time of the nether, and had he known about it, he would not have taken that nether. So then as long as he finds such a pesach, he can go to a chacham or he can go to Shlosha Hadyotos in a place where there is no Chacham, and they can be Matir the Neder for him, and then whatever he asks on himself becomes Mutter. But if he doesn't have a Pesach, so then uh, the Chacham or the Beisdin starts to discuss and look for a Pesach. They uh, discuss and uh, they, they ask him all sorts of questions. Had you, questions, had you known this at the time of the Neder, 
uh, you know, is, once they get him to say, oh, had I known that, I would not have taken the nether, then they could be matu the nether. If they don't find the Pesach, then they, uh, he has to be mekayim the nether. Then there's nothing that they could do. Now, why, why is it that a Pesach works? Because through a Pesach, we see that it's ki'il the nether was a nether pato'us. Because he's being moda that he would not have taken the nether me'ikara had he known about this, uh, you know, this event or this uh, reality. And, uh, and therefore, it's ki'ilu, it's a nether pato'us. So in this parak we're going to discuss uh, what exactly qualifies as a Pesach, what we can use as a Pesach to release a person of his nether. So Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer, says a person who tries to undo his nether, and he doesn't have an obvious Pesach. There is nothing in particular that uh, had he known about, he would not have taken his nether. So post Adam kvod of the imo. One simple one we could go to is the Chacham or the Basin can say that we have a Pesach for your nether because of kvod of the imo. We ask him, if you were... If, uh, if he would have still taken the nether, if he would have uh, thought about the fact at the time of the nether that someone who's parutz benedarim is called a rasha, and uh, when a person is called a rasha, it's a big bizayon to his parents. And uh, if he responds that, had he realized that at that time, he never would have taken the nether, good, mutalach, we could be matir, the nether. Had he just realized that it would have been such a bizayon to his parents. Why is it such a bizayon to his parents if he's the one that's, uh, that's the rasha? So the Ran explains that even a Russia ben Sadik is often referred to as a Russia ben Russia. The Gemara Mesech Sanhedrin on the Pasuk Bas Kohen Kisech Luznos Aviyahimachalelas says that if there were if uh, if if there were no covered by Avia up until that point, and then the daughter of this Kohen went and was Mizana, they'll now be knowing Bizayon. They'll say Orushazu Yolad. They'll say uh, you know that uh, it must be something was wrong in the upbringing. That something was wrong in the house. Orushazu Gidal. And Ravashi says that uh, that it's the minig of Bnei Adam that they call even a, a Russia ben Sadik a Russia ben Russia. It, it may be unfair to do that, and uh, very often people have their own bechira chavshis and they decide to become rishayim of their own. It has absolutely nothing to do with their parents. But nevertheless, people people refer to it that way. And if people decide to be zayon, if people think of it that way, that's going to be zayon to the parents. So we tell the person that you know that you were going to be mevazi your parents so much by taking the dar would you have taken the nether? And he says, oh, I, I had no intention of being mevaz my parents. I never would not have done that. So then Rabbi Eliezer says, we're matter the nether, the chachamim osrin. And the chachamim say, no, we cannot be poseach bekvod of the imo. It's a little bit of a funny lashon uh, that uh, we say the chachamim osrin. Uh, it should have said, v'chamim ein poschin. So the Mukai Yosef writes, from lashon of osrin and not ein poschin, it sounds like even b'dyeved, it's not considered a Pesach. That if they mistakenly released him of the nether, Based on the uh, Pesach of Kvod of the Imo, it doesn't even count as a Pesach B'Dievet. It doesn't even work, even if we've already uh, we've already done it. Why? Because we're Choshesh that maybe he uh, he took the nether realizing the Bizayon it would have caused to his parents. He did think of it. But uh, now a Beisdin or a Chacham is asking him point blank, would you have done this to cause such aggravation to your parents? So he's going to he's gonna be embarrassed to say, yeah, I, I, I don't care about aggravating my parents. I live my whole life aggravating my parents. So he's not going to want to say such a thing. He's going to be embarrassed to, to, uh, to and therefore he's going to lie. And he's going to say that, no, I never would have, even though he really would have. And that's why the Chum say, no, we cannot be posech bekvod of the emo. It's not a real charata. That is at least the way Abaye explains the machlokas. We're going to see in the Gemara, Abaye and Rava. So it sounds like the Ran over here explains the Mishnah uh, according to Shitas Abaye, and that's how the Bartanura explains the Mishnah as
as well. Tos Yamtov points out, it's already mentioned in earlier postcom that normally when you have Machlokas Abay and Rava, the Allahs Kirava, except for the Yal Kigam. And this is not one of the Yal Kigam, this is not one of the six exceptions where we pass like Abaye. So why is everyone explaining the Mishnah Lafishita Sabaye? So Tos Yamtov says that there's the Yasod. Basosif says the same Yasod. That the rule that the halacha is like Rava against Abaye, except for the Al Kigam, is when it's a matter of halacha. This is a matter of explana- explanation of a Mishnah. It's not a matter of halacha. It's just how do we understand this machlokas between Rabbi Elazar and the Chacham, whether you could be Poseach, Bikvot, of the Imo. So uh, we, it's perfectly fine to say that uh, Abaye is the more, uh, uh, the, the more reasonable explanation of the Mishnah, since at the end of the day it doesn't happen nafkamina la halacha. At all, so I'm Rabbi Tzadok. So where Rabbi Tzadok explains Rabbi Eliezer, and he says, "Ad just like Rabbi Eliezer holds that you could be posach for a noder uh, with kvod of v'imo. So according to him, poschalob bekvod hamakom, you should also be able to be posach bekvod hamakom with the covenant of the ribonu shlolem." They ask him if he was uh, if uh, at the time that he took the neder, he would have realized that he's being makel in the covenant of the ribonu shlolem. Uh, would you have taken the neder? And he says, "No, I didn't realize it was such." an affront to the cover of the Rebbe Shalom, that's a good enough reason to be matir the neder. That's how the Ran explains this line of the Mishnah, that Rabbi Tzadok is, uh, is adding that according to Rebbe Lezer, not only can you be poseach b'kvon avimo, you can also be poseach b'kvon makom. However, the Rush and Tosl say, uh, they, they have a different girsa, that Yiftuchu, that Rabbi Tzadok is bringing a raya to the Chachamim against Rabbi Eliezer. And he says, there's no way you could be poseach b'kvon avimo, because if you're going to be posach b'kvoda vimo, then you'd have to be posach b'kvoda makom, and that's ridiculous. You can't say every nether is going to be like that. You can't possibly be posach b'kvoda makom. And why would we distinguish between kvoda vimo and kvoda makom in this uh, this context? Is, uh, so this, uh, this lends credence to the discussion that uh, that kvoda vimo is kvoda makom, right? There's a suffix in Minchas Chinuch Mitzvah Gimel whether kibbutz aim is a mitzvah beron lechaveru or it's a mitzvah beron lemakom. Now the tzad that it's a mitzvah is very self-understood. It is another human being that you're interacting with. So it's, it's for sure a mitzvah But the tzad that it's a mitzvah is a little bit more difficult to understand. So you have all these mamari chazal. The Gemara is in Kiddushin that a person is mechabit of v'imos ki'ilu is being mechabit the ribbonu shalom kushlo shashut v'niyesh v'adam and all of that. It's on, that. It's on the right side of the Asar Sadibros. All of those, uh, those indicators that it relates to that it relates to Kvod HaMakom. But certainly here Rabbi Tzaddik is saying that there's no, there's no daylight between them, that if, it's, uh, if you're going to be Posech with one, then you're going to be Posech with the other. That's the way the Rush and the Tosas understand. It's also interesting we use the term HaMakom, meaning uh, the Rebbe Shalom has many different ways that we can refer to, that we, we, we can refer to him, Rebbe Shalom is one of them, we can refer to HaKadosh to Baruch Hu in uh, another one, we can refer to Hashem in so many uh, different ways. So what exactly is the connotation of HaMakom? So the Pashup shot is that that hamakom is that uh, that it's not that the world contains Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, it, uh, contains the whole world within him. Uh, so it's not that he is in this world; it's the world is within Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what the the name hamakom implies. Rabbi Lazar Minahar says that the uh, shema hamakom is begematria 186. Uh, 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 no, it's not. So he says, yeah, it, it works out. Me, uh, I'm saying it is begematria 186 because uh, makom is uh, the kuf is uh, is uh, is a hundred. 
two mems is 80, and the vav is six. That's a gematria 186. Uh, 186. He says, yeah, it's a gematria 186, um, and that is the same as yudke vavke. Yudke vavke is 26. He says, yeah, but there's a type of gematria where you square each number. So he says, uh, yud is 10 squared is 100, uh, hey is, is uh, 5 squared is 25, so up to 125, and then uh, there's another hey at the end, so it's uh, 150, and then vav squared is uh, is 36, so that's 186. So hamakom is uh, also associated with uh, with the shame, yudke vavke. That's Rav Raminahar. The Nesivis in his Haggadah, on the, in the passage of Baruch HaMakom, Baruch Hu, Baruch Yisrael, Baruch Hu, the Nesivis says that hamakom is the, uh, uh, has a connotation of a, an appreciation of a Baruch Hu through nature. That a person is able to look at the world and see a Baruch Hu. Like Avram Avinu discovered a Baruch Hu by looking at the world and realizing that this world could not have come into existence on its own, that there must be a creator who, uh, who created everything. And uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, the, the, that's why the, the makom relate, Baruch HaMakom relates to the Chacham. That the Chacham is someone who has his eyes open and he looks at the world and he's able to appreciate uh, the Rebun Shalom. That's part of the, the first explanation, that uh, that that the whole world is contained within HaKadosh Baruch that you see Hashem in the, uh, in the Bria itself. But anyway, so, uh, so the, the, uh, the point over here is that we have a machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and the Chachamim, whether we're Poseach, Bikvod, Avaviimo, and uh, Rabbi Tzadok either elaborates on Rabbi Eliezer or proves against Rabbi Eliezer by saying that uh, if you're going to be Poseach, Bikvod, Avimo, then you should also be Poseach, Bikvod, Amakom. So now there's a question in the Girsa, either Amrulo, right, that's, uh, that's the Girsa that uh, the Ran has and Tosa and the Rosh quote as well, that the Chacham say back to Rabbi Tzadok that you're going to hold that you could be Poseach Bekvod HaMakom, meaning if that's in fact what Rabbi Tzadok was saying, that, that he was elaborating on Rabbi Eliezer, and he was saying that just like Rabbi Eliezer says, you can be Poseach Bekvod Avimo, you can also be Poseach Bekvod HaMakom, so the Chacham say back to that, if you're going to be Poseach Bekvod HaMakom, then ain't Nidarim, meaning you're never going to be able to be Matir and Neder properly, because no one is ever going to be Moda, that uh, had he realized that it would be Mimait Kvod HaMakom, he still would have taken the Neder. So certainly, even if he still would have taken the Neder, he's going to lie, and he's going to tell the Beisdin, oh no, I never would have taken a Neder against the cover of the Ribbon Shalom. So even Rabbi Eliezer has to be Moda, that we cannot be Poseach Bikvod HaMakom. That's what the Chamim are saying back to Rabbi Tzadok. Don't tell me that according to Rabbi Eliezer, you could be just like you could be Poseach Bikvod HaVimo, you could also be Poseach Bikvod HaMakom. Rabbi Eliezer may hold that you'll be honest about whether uh, whether you would have taken the nether had you realized it would have co- it would cause bizionos to your parents, but no one's going to be honest that they would have taken the nether even if they uh, even if they, they would realize it's going to cause bizionos to the ribono shalom. And since someone's going to be honest about that, we can't possibly use that as a pesach. So even though by stam nether the chum hold we cannot be posech b'kvod avimo, there is one case that they are mother. Mother chum the rabbi lezer b'davar shebeino lebein of avimo. If the nether itself was a matter that was between the parents, uh, the child and the parents, like he ostracized his parents from getting hana from him, that was the the content of his nether. Then the, even the chum ramod sheposchlam b'kvod avimo. That uh, since we see that uh, he clearly doesn't think of their kavod in such a uh, you know, he already had such chutzpah to ask for them to get any enough from him. So we're not choshish. He's going to lie to Basin and say that uh, he wouldn't have taken the neder had he realized it would be mema'it uh, bekvodam through the 
that uh, that neder? Why would he lie about that? We see that he's already such a mechutzav. Uh, he was a mechutzav enough to take it. He'll be a mechutzav enough to tell the Beisdin that, yeah, I knew that it would cause them aggravation, and I did it anyway. I knew it would cause them bizyonos, and I did it anyway. We don't think that such a person would hesitate to say such a thing to the Beisdin. Even the Chachamim would be moda. The Ran and the Rishonim Kori Yerushalmi, that Rabbi Eliezer is moda, meaning on the flip side, that Rabbi Eliezer is moda, that after Misa Savvi'imo, we can't be Poseach Bekvod of the Imo. Meaning, we have this Machlokas Rabbi Lezer and the Chamim. Can you be Poseach Bekvod of the Imo? Rabbi Lezer says yes, Chamim say no. The Mishnah tells us, but there's one case where even the Chachamim are going to agree to Rabbi Eliezer. And that is if uh, if the nether itself was about of the Imo. Now, the Yerushalmi tells us there's one case that Rabbi Eliezer will be moded to the Chachamim. And that, uh, that, that you can't be Poseach Bekvod of the Imo because no one would acknowledge being Mivaza's parents, wanting to be Mivaza's parents. And that is if the parents all are already dead. And the reason for that is that after parents uh, pass away, so people uh, to view the covet of their parents uh, with much more uh, uh, seriousness. They take it much more much more seriously. It's one of the sad facts of life, that people, when the parents are alive, they're going to visit their parents and they don't uh, talk to them for years and they go through all these sorts of things. And then when the parent is dead, then all of a sudden they have uh, this great kibbutz uh, aim. The Ran quotes in the name of Yushalmi that quote Rabbo also, for a covet of a Rebbe also, Lukuli Alma ain't poskin, because Moru Rabcha Kemoru Shemayim. That people have that sense of Moru Rabba Kemoru Shemayim, so we cannot be Poseach. So this uh, Yerushalmi seems to be a raya to the Shita of the Prisha in Yerodea Sim Reishman Beis. The Prisha in Yerodea writes that a Hekish that we have between Kvoda Vimo and Kvoda Makom is not a perfect Hekish. It's not Shavu Legamri. We don't say that all of the Dinim of one apply to the other. Uh, because a lot of times when you have a Hekish, it's not like 100%. As opposed to Mor Rabcha Kemoru Shemayim, which we darshan from Es Hashem Elokech Atira, as Rabbo, right, Es Hashem the S is to be Marbid the Rebbe as well, that's uh, two uh, things in one Pasuk to t- tell us that there's Shavu Legamri, meaning it's not just a Hekish, it's it's incorporated within the same Pasuk. So when it's incorporated within the same Pasuk, says the Prisha, then you know that it's Shavu Legamri. So the Taz disagrees, and he says, anything that's Hukash Lechavero, there's no daylight between them, there's no Chilik whatsoever between them when you have the Hekish. So the Yushalmi that we just quoted is a riot to the Sheet of the Prisha, because Rabbi Lazar holds that we're post but he's moda bekvod rabo. We're ain't poschin. That you're not going to be posach bekvod rabo. So why is it that we're posach bekvod of the imo and not posach bekvod rabo? Because the idea that covered uh, that that covered uh, of the imo is equated to kvod shemayim. That's only a hakish, and a hakish doesn't have to be shavu gamri. But the idea that kvod rabo is like kvod shemayim, that's more than hakish. That's within a single pasuk, and that has to be shavu gamri. So that Yerushalmi seems to be uh, seems to be a raya. Now the very idea that people treat kvod of the imo in a with a greater uh, degree of severity after the parents die is uh, counter uh, counter halachic, meaning uh, there is a din, the, Mishra, the Gemara Misech's Kiddushin says that a person has to be mechabed his parents while they're alive and there's still a din of kibar but the din doesn't become more chamur to the contrary the Gemara goes through how are you mechabed parents while they're alive and gives a whole list of all these things 
things you have to do. And Lachar Misa, what do you do? You say, Harini Kaparas Mishkavo. You say, Zichrona Levracha. You speak in reverential terms. But that's it. There's not, uh, there doesn't seem to be all that much that you do. That's what uh, Rav Shakta pointed out. That Lachara, the whole tumult of whether Mitzvah Kibir Mitzvah well, one thing is for sure. Mitzvah don't apply to dead people. So Pashtus is that Kibir uh, is both a Mitzvah and a Mitzvah but uh, there is no mitzvah to dead people. So the nature of the mitzvah changes. It drops the element when the parent dies. And all it is, is a mitzvah It's no longer a mitzvah at all. That's what Rav pointed out, that perhaps explains to this Rambam, that, that if you hold that uh, there's a mitzvah to be mechabed of Russia, which uh, it sounds like... Uh, the Ram holds that there is it's machlokes we showed him. If you hold that there is a mitzvah to be mechabit of Russia, why? How is that a kavana makom? Elamai, that part, the idea of being mechabit of Russia, is only mitzvah mechaveru, not a mitzvah makom. Because how is that a cover to the makom when you're being mechabit of Russia? When you're being mechabit someone who doesn't uh, themselves uh, respect the ribbon shalom? So it would turn out that when being mechabit of Russia is only a kiyum ben mechaveru. Being mechabit of hames is only a kiyum ben makom. It would therefore turn out. Out that being mechabed uh, Aviv Russia, who is dead, is not a mitzvah at all. There's no bit on mechaveru, nor any bit on makom. That's what the Gemara seems to indicate in Sechba Metzia, where it talks about if the father stole something, whether the children out of kavod makom have an obligation to return it. So at one point the Gemara says, why should they have to return it? He's not also my samcha. It's all they would only their own, uh, only obligation to return would be based on kibur aveim. They don't have a mitzvah of kibur aveim. He doesn't uh, behave properly. So uh, so so everyone asks, so what are you talking about? But he still has to be mechaved of Russia. No, but that's talking about after the father died, and that's. Why the Gemara assumes that there's no uh, there's no mitzvah kibbutz aveim for a Russia who is all who is already dead. That's as far as the mitzvah kibbutz aveim. Could it also happen afkamina? If you hold that that true that to be true la halacha, uh, Ramosha writes in the tshuva that the idea of avelus yud beis chodesh is a mitzvah in kibbutz aveim. That uh, the reason you only have yud beis chodesh for parents and you don't have yud beis chodesh for uh, for other relatives is not necessarily a reflection of greater grief. When it comes to the death of parents, as opposed to other relatives, son, someone loses a child. That's a much greater grief that they suffer than losing uh, than losing a parent. So it's not about the greater grief that you have, but it's a, it's a din keep it of aim when one uh, loses a parent. So if you hold that of Russia, there's no din of keep it of aim. you would hold that there's no din of yud beis chodesh when it comes to uh, when it comes to keep it of aim. Now the idea that there is no ben uh, lechavero on uh, on dead people, I think. Uh, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky has an Emes Liakov. He discusses why it is that the Chumash is allowed to tell us all these terrible things about the Yachay Yosef, about the Shvatim. They sold Yosef. They did all these terrible averes. How is the Chumash allowed to tell us? It's Lashon Hara. How can the Chumash speak Lashon Hara about, uh, about uh, so many people? It tells us uh, all sorts of uh, people did averes. So, uh, so Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky writes, because Lashon Hara has been on the Chavero, and these people are all dead, and once a person is no longer alive, there is no Isra of Lashon Hara. It's quite a Chiddush that, uh, that there's no Isra of Lashon Hara for someone who's, uh, who's no longer alive. It's a question, right? There's a question whether there's an Isra of Lashon Hara about oneself, right? That's the famous Maisa with the Chavetz Chaim that he was on the train and he spoke Lashon Hara about himself and the guy smacked him because uh, he didn't realize it was Chavetz Chaim and then the Chavetz Chaim said, no, I deserved it because I, I never realized that there's an Isra of Lashon Hara about oneself, but there is. So I heard from two, uh, two, two great Rabbanim that that story can't possibly be true. 
for opposite reasons. Roshatza said the story can't possibly be true because how could the Chavz Chaim not have realized that you're not allowed to speak ill of yourself? Pasuk says, that a person is supposed to remain above reproach. He should not be uh, subject to, uh, he's not, you're not the Bailam on your own reputation. You have to, so of course the Chavz Chaim realized that. I heard from Rav Reisman, he said, that story is obviously not true because there's no such thing that you're not allowed to, <laughs> the exact opposite, there's no such thing that you're not allowed to speak Lashon about yourself. Uh, why can't you speak Lashon about yourself? doesn't apply to, uh, to something about yourself. Okay, so everyone agrees the story is not true, but uh, they disagree as to uh, why the story is not true. But anyway, back to our Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar says a different thing that Poskin bin that a Chacham or a Beisdin can find a Pesach to the Neder with something that didn't yet happen. The Chacham say, no, we cannot be Poseach bin because it has to be something that was already there at the time of the Neder. And uh, it's just that the person taking the Neder didn't think of, uh, about it. And he could say, had I, had, I, had I focused on that, then I never would have taken the Neder. And there, that's what Makes it in Neder Betos. But by something that's Nolad, that didn't exist yet, you can't say that uh, if he would have known, then he would not have taken the Neder because uh, uh, he, he, he never would have, it never would have even occurred to him. It didn't even exist yet. So, of course, at the time of the Neder, he was all in. You can't look for something that didn't happen yet. You have to say, if, there, if you would have realized what was already in play at the time of your Neder, would you have taken the Neder? That's a valid Pesach. But to start thinking about things that that didn't happen at all yet, and that weren't yet in play at the time of the nether, that's not a valid uh, Pesach. Now the Ran, Tosos, and the Rush all point out, yeah, we're in Poskim Benolad, that's only if it's a Nolad that's not so Matsui. But if it's a Nolad that's very Matsui, it's very likely to happen, then we're going to uh, be, the Chacham Margin Bimoda, that we're Poseach Benolad. Because uh, that, that would be Allah al Daito to, uh, to have said so, to have, to have thought of already. The Rambam in Hilchushul's Parkvav Allah Yudbeis, it doesn't make any such distinction between Nolan Matsui and Nolad Sheino Matsui. So let's see how that plays out in the Mishnah now. So says the Mishnah, Kate said, what's an example of a Pesach bin Nolad? Omar, a guy says, Konam Shani Neneli Ishploni, I'm taking Neder Anah, that, uh, that, that I'm not going to get any Anah from this man, Vinasa Sofer. And then that man becomes a Sofer. What is a Sofer? So the Ran understands and Tosa and the Russian understand, means the Tamachacham, he's a, he's a Posek. And now you need to ask him Shailas, so you, have to, you, need, you need his Hora'a. So uh, he, he didn't know that he was going to become a Tamachacham. He wasn't even someone who was serious about learning at the time that he took the Neder. He only became a Talmud Chacham later on. Tosos and the Mefari say another possibility of Sofer is that he's a Sofer, that he write, he's the scribe, he writes all the Shtaros, and he's the one in the city that, uh, that does that. So it must be that uh, they already had a different Sofer in the city, so it's not, it's not so Shchiach that, uh, that the original Sofer that they had would be fired or would die and that someone else would take his place. So that's why it's considered to be a Nolad that you would not have, uh, that you would not have thought of, especially if you go with those Rishonim that a nolad needs to be something that is uh, that 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 is uh, that is that is not matzui. But if it's matzui, it doesn't count as a uh, as a nolad. Again, the Ramam disagrees. Ramam thinks that we don't distinguish between a nolad and matzui and nolad she'enu matzui. Um, the uh, the Beis Yosef says that this might be the answer 
to, to, to the Kash of Tosos Maseches Ksubis of Samach Gimel. The, uh, the, from, from our Mishnah, we see that according to the Rabbanan, we're eating Poskin Benolat. So the Tosos asks that with the story with Rabbi Akiva and uh, Kalba Savua, his father-in-law took a nether that I, I'm not, my daughter marries this uh, Isfar if I don't want her to get any enough from any of her my Nechasim. And then Rabbi Akiva turns into Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva, so when he comes back, he says, had you, had you known that he would become Tamachacham, uh, would you have taken the nether? He said, if, if I would have known, you would know anything. If, you, if I would have known you'd read a Pasuk in Chumash, I wouldn't have taken the nether. And then he's released to the nether. But why? In Poskim Benolad, he wasn't yet anything at the time that he took the nether. All of this was a, was a Nolad. So the Beis Yosef says that Kalba Savua was, uh, was coming to be Matir because he was Misnachim on the Etzema nether because he saw that Rabbi Akiva was, uh, was Ola Betorah. And when he's actually Mischarit, then we're Poseach Benolad as well. Meaning this is a different, uh, the, the, uh, the Rambam writes in the Pirush Mishnayis that in uh, Poskin Benolad is a klal, but if it's the kind of Nolad that causes an actual charata, that it's not just it's ki'ilu nischarit, that I probably wouldn't have taken the nether, but you have a real charata, that if it brings real charata, then we are posech benolad. So the Tos asked the Kasha, isn't Rabbi Akiva becoming Tamachacham Nolad? So Beis Yosef writes, according to Shita Sarambam, that real charata uh, would, would work, even benolad, so then uh, you could assume that. Uh, that there must have been real charat in that case, which, you know, you sort of hope that that's not the right answer, because Tosas gives such a kishmaka answer over there. Tosas asks that kasha of why isn't the Rabbi Akiva's story no lot, and Tosas says when a person commits himself to learn Torah, even the commitment alone before he learned Aleph, before he learned Kamata Aleph Ah, if he committed himself to learn Torah, it's the Darko Bekach that he's going to become a Tamil Chacham. That's not called no lot, that a person who fully commits himself, it's the Derech that he's going to become a Tamil Chacham, it's normal, it's Ragil that he's going to become which obviously is more geschmacka answer. Anyway, or a person uh, marries off his daughter, and it used to be that, uh, that meaning the person that you took the nether, you're not going to get enough from, marries off his son, rather, and it uh, used to be that the whole city would come and eat at the Suda. And he says, Had I known that this guy was going to become a sofa, or that this guy was going to marry off his son, Bekarov, in such, uh, you know, so soon, then I would not have taken such a nether. Another example, you say, I take a nether that I'm not going to enter into this house. And then the house becomes a Besaknesses. And he says, Had I known, I never would have taken the nether had I known it would be a Besaknesses. So in all these cases, Rabbi Eliezer Matir, says you could be Posach, the nether, because even though it is Nolad, we're Poschen Benolad. And the Chum say, No, you can't uh, be Posach in these things because these are things that are not Nola. Chitim Gvetsis explains, we give these three examples of Sofer and Nesiyah Beno and Beis HaKnesis because each one is more Shechiach than the other one. So there might be, there's more Makam to say each one is not Nolad uh, more than the previous one. So we say that, that they're all considered Nolad, meaning you live in a popular Jewish town, every house might become a Beis HaKnesis at, uh, you know, at some point. That's the way, uh, that's the way Jews operate. So, uh, but, so it's a, maybe you might think that that's so Shechiach. Nah, not so Shechiach. That it's still considered to be a nolad. So now says the Gemara, uh, we had said in the Mishnah that this line of imkain ein nidarim, that if you're going to be uh, uh, if you're going to be poseach with kvod makom, then imkain ein nidarim. So my ein nidarim, what does that mean? So two possibilities. Amar Abaye, imkain if we're going to be poseach for a noder, uh, going with the angle that had you realized you'd be memait kvod makom, the cover of the Ribbon Shalom, 
then uh, no nether is going to be nita properly because there's not really uh, going to be a charata because if uh, the if uh, if the guy was no there even realizing the bizayon it causes to the ribbon shalom he's still not going to be mayas panav to say that he would be makel to in the in the cover of the ribbon shalom everyone's going to lie when basin calls him out on the carpet and says would you have taken the nether realizing it's such a bizayon tashem he's going to lie <laughs> so the Nidarim are all going to, we're going to be matzah these Nidarim without a real charata because they're going to lie about the charata. Rava Amar Rava says, Im kein ein Nidarim nishon l'chacham. No, if, if you could be posach b'kvod makom, no one's even going to bother to go to the chacham to be matzah the Nidar because they're going to realize that it's so easy to find the Pesach. You could just say kvod makom for every single Nidar. So a guy's going to think to himself, so why bother going to the chacham? I know exactly what they're going to ask me, what they ask everybody. Would you have taken this Nidar? And you uh, realize it would be designed to the Rebbe so no one's going to see any need to even go to the uh, to even go to the based in, in the in the first place. Um, the, uh, the the tour quotes the din of our Mishnah, um, but he, he he explains like Abaye and not like Rava. So the Beis Yosef on the spot says, "Yeah, you're like we said before from Tosiyamtiv. You're allowed to explain like Abaye and not like Rava, even though the halacha is always like Rava, because this isn't a matter of halacha. This is a matter of explanation." However, the Chassam Sofer says that there is enough Kamina between Shitas Abaye and Shitas Rava. If the Noder comes on his own and he's Poseach with Kvod HaMakom, according to Abaye, we could be Mekel on that. Uh, like, because it's, it's not a matter of, biz- of, of, of having Chutzpah and being embarrassed. And, you know, uh, they're asking me if I would have been Mechabed uh, Rebbe so, you know, how, what, how can I say no? But he's, he's, he's volunteering. He, he could have he kept quiet. He's volunteering. So according to Abaye, we could be Mekel, whereas according to Rava, we can't be Mekel. So, uh, so, so if there is enough Kamina between Abaye and Rava, now we have a lot of kashas. Why does the Torah explain like Abaye? Why does uh, the Bartanur explain like Abaye? Why does the Ran and the Mishnah explain like Abaye? So it's, uh, more likely is that they held that there's no enough Kamina between Abaye and Rava, and that it's just a matter of, uh, of explanation. Okay, Tanan, it said in our Mishnah, that if it's a matter between parents and the child, then uh, then the Chacham Marmoda that you could be Poseach because of the Imo Shaposkel because of the Imo. So Bishlam La Baye Da Amar Im Kenin Darmin Tarn Yafa. I understand according to Baye that we're not Poseach because of Makom and who Adin we're not Poseach because his parents it's because Ein Darmin Tarn Yafa. There's not going to be a proper Charata because no one's going to have the Haoza. No one's going to have the Chutzpah to say that I don't care about my parents' covenant. I never did care about my parents' covenant. Because uh, then it makes sense that when it comes to a nether about his parents, we could be posseach with that. Because clearly he actually doesn't. Meaning he's not afraid to say when he doesn't care about the covenant of his parents because he went ahead and he took a nether against his parents. So I'm not concerned about this guy lying to save face and say, oh, I wouldn't have been mevaz my parents. Of course he realized that he would have been mevaz el Rava da Amar, but according to Rava, that the reason we're not posseach b'kvot makom and b'kvot horav is because im kein en dar that everyone's just going to do it on their own. No one's going to go to a chacham. Chacham I poskin. So why does it matter when the nether is between the parents and child? Why are the chacham moda that in such a case you can be posach bekvod horav? Shouldn't we have to be choshesh that when he sees that you're posach bekvod horav, he's just going to say, oh, that's easy. I can just always do that with every nether I have. So Amri, they're going to answer, 
Kivan the Kol Nidre Losagi Lohan the Lav Chacham. Since uh, by all other Nedarim that do not relate to your parents, you can't get rid of uh, the Nedar without uh, without a Chacham. So Hachanami. So uh, by, by a matter relating to your parents, since it's but uh, you're already in the habit with your other Nedarim to go to a Chacham, we will go to a Chacham with these Nedarim as well. We're not going to poskin, and therefore uh, we could be posach. We don't have to worry that you're going to stop going to a Chacham and just be posach on your own. If every other Nedar doesn't involve your parents, you know you have to go to a Chacham, you'll go to a Chacham with this Nedar as well. And then we go into the discussion of Nolad. And the Chacham said, no, we cannot be Poseach Nolad Because uh, they, and the, their explanation is, because uh, the uh, Noder thought that it's never going to happen, and even if he would have uh, thought about it at the time, it wouldn't have prevented him from taking the Neder, so it's not a real proper Pesach. So my time is Rabbi Eliezer. Why does Rabbi Eliezer think that, it, it, that we can be Poseach B'nolad? Misvara, the Chamer, so correct. No, it's something that didn't exist yet. Why would that affect the Neder retroactively? So Amr of Chista, Rabbi Eliezer is based on a Limud from a Pasuk, that the Amr Kra, the Pasuk says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu in Midian that he's got to go back to Mitzrayim. Why? Ki meisu kol anashim hamavakshim esnafshecha that the people who wanted to kill you are dead. Why does he have to give him a reason? Ki meisu kol anashim. It must be because Moshe Rabbeinu took a shavua to remain with Yisro in Midian and he was afraid to because he was afraid to return to Mitzrayim because there were people that wanted him dead in Mitzrayim. So when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to go back to Mitzrayim he finds a Pesach for the neder and he says ki meisu kol anashim had you known at the time of your nether that these people were going to die so soon, then uh, you would not. Would you have taken the nether? Moshe Rabbeinu says no. So good. So now you can go back. So Rabbi Lezer says, but they weren't dead at the time that he took the nether. So Vamisa did no who. So Mikan Shaposkin did no So you see that you keep people saying This was something that had not yet occurred for Rabbanan Maitamayu. And what's the basis of the Rabbanan? Is it's a pasuk, a pasuk that you could be posach benolad. No, Kasabri the Rabbanan hold that is no right from the Pasuk, because Kimesu Kala Anashim doesn't mean that they subsequently died, but rather Hanu Maisi, is that even true that they died? They weren't dead. Because we know who these people were. Anytime the Torah uses the Lashem Nitzim or Nitzavim, we know who it is. It's always referring to Dasan Vaviram. Vaviram. The Pasuk says, Vayitzi the people Moshe Rabbeinu were afraid of were these Nitzim, were Dustin and Aviram, and they wanted to kill Moshe. So we know who the people were. So how could Hashem say to Moshe, don't worry, Dustin and Aviram were still alive until Adas Korach, and only then were they swallowed up in the ground. So it must be that they weren't actually dead. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu mean? It means that they lost all their money, and therefore they're chashuvim kameis, because an ani is chashuv kameis. So uh, what, what Hakadosh Baruch was telling him was that had, that that, uh, that that don't worry, they're aniim, and therefore they can't be a threat to you anymore because they lost all their power. Rich people are powerful people, aniim aren't powerful people. No one's going to listen to them. So even though uh, they only became poor after the shvua, that doesn't have a din, a din of nolad because that's very matzui. That's how the 
Ran explains. People become poor all the time. So since it's very matzoy, that's not a din of Nolan. It's a big question in the Rishonim. And people don't die all the time? People, you know, why would that be Nolan? I would argue people die more frequently than people become poor. Because not everybody becomes poor, but everybody dies, right? So how do, how do you say that? Uh, that so that's a big discussion in the Rishonim Ma'achronim over here. Why the Gemara is assuming becoming poor is something that's, uh, that's not called Nolan because it's so matzoy. But dying is called Nolan because it's not matzoy. Once we're on the topic of people who are considered like they're dead, even though they're still alive, someone who does have children is considered like a mace. Shinemar, because the Pasuk says that Rachel says to Yaakov, that if I don't have children, then mesa anochi. Vitanya and Bryson tells us, there are four categories of people that are considered like they're dead. A poor person, a mitzora, a blind person, and someone who doesn't have children. And we could prove each one. And that's the pasuk we just said that Dasan Avirim must have become poor. The uh, the Rishonim work on how we know that Dasan Avirim didn't become mitzoraim. How do we know Dasan Avirim didn't become uh, a blind? But whatever the assumption is, they became poor. Mitzora Dixiv by Mitzora it says that Aaron says to Moshe at the time that Miriam got Saras Al Nasi Kemes that uh, the 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 mitzori you see the mitzori is like a mace. V'suma d'chsev a blind person because it says b'machashakim b'machashakim oshiveni that Yirmiyahu and Navi gave a mashal to himself after the churban beis hamikdash like someone who's sitting in the darkness and is not able to see and he says kimeisay olam like blind people who never see so he he considers uh, suma like meisay olam umisha in lo banim and someone who doesn't have any children d'chsev havali banim v'im ayin meisa anochi. So, you, like Rabbi Shubham Levi already darshan, so you see that these are the four people that are chashuvim kimes. But tomorrow we'll pick up Samachayim Aleph at the top of the page.